uh, over here? Right here? Okay. Um, hello, my name is Alex Branson, and I am auditioning for SNL. Uh, SNL is standing for Saturday Night Live, um, I presume? Yep, okay. I am an amateur stand-up comedian. I have spent over $5,000 on Second City classes in Chicago to learn the craft of improv comedy. I've spent over $7,000 on Upright Citizen Brigades classes uh, with Matt Besser. Um, I've spent over $2,000 on the Billy Crystal Blackface Masterclass, which I took online. I've wanted to be in Saturday Night Live um, ever since I saw the movie Coneheads. <laughs> Pardon for laughing, but um, the idea that they would have such ridiculous heads um, and that no one ever seemed to comment or, or, or notice or, or, or do anything with their big cone-like heads, even when they're, they would hit their heads on the ceiling. Wow, that was really inspirational for me. And they acted so weird, uh, you would think that people would put one and two together about the Coneheads, uh, in which they do not, <laughs> much to my delight as a young boy, and now as a young or middle-aged middle man. My film credits um, include, I was in the Adam Sandler movie, uh, Mr. Gay Goes to Fart, as a horny camp counselor and i did shirt off in that one um it wasn't a big deal for me um adam's really humble on set um he doesn't like even hit you when you look him in the eyes um he's still got it his body keeps swelling up and he gets wider and wider every year kind of like he has too much salt or something i tried to tell him that they didn't let me in um his trailer but um uh, Great guy to work with. It was a great role. Um, I was in the black or uh, in the Jack Black film, Fat Goosebumps as Fat Dracula. I gained over three hundred pounds for that role. Um, I voiced the minigun operator in BoJack Horseman season five, um, Sad Horse Incest Scare, uh, which was a really weird season that they had like a long lost thing. It seemed like somebody really forced that in. I, I I'm not sure why, but um, yeah, working on BoJack was a really difficult time for me being the minigun operator was a really difficult role because i don't think it's like particularly healthy to like masturbate to the artistic idea of your own depression oh oh also i voiced gay alf and son of gay alf which was just a great movie um it's coming out soon i think i'm not sure on what platform but yeah look for that um kind of you know those are my two voice acting roles i really do mostly like kind of improv um, um you know comedy work and zany movies um rob schneider is a good friend of mine kind of stuff like that um most famously i am uh, known for well recently i reprised my role of mr strictly business a man who ironically only seeks pleasure in the satirical dana carvey netflix film gendertopia 2 kids these days am i right aka the past was much better to me an old guy um, Mr. Strictly Business is a really fun character to play because, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm in my business suit. I'm carrying my briefcase. I'm always, you know, checking my watch. My hair is very neatly combed. And you would think this guy would be like a Wall Street guy or like a, you know, you know, a real businessman, a company man, um, a salary man, if you will, in Japan. And um, in reality, the briefcase is full of just like, you know, 
cock rings and condoms and dildos. And he's always like, I got to get my, to my next appointment. And it's not a business meeting. It is, he is just obsessed with the idea of constantly pleasing himself and pleasing others. Um, so it kind of puts that concept on its head. And Dana's great to work with. He's not bitter or anything. Um, you know, he just, he's not, you know, he's not like doing the whole, you know, old man mad at the world kind of thing. It's cool and it's fresh when he does it. And, you know, coming from the guy that played the disguised turtle in the movie Mr. Turtle, and that, you know, was he's such a professional, he even kept that film going even after 9-11 was happening. Um, so those are my credentials. Um, I guess I should get started, um, you know, avoid some of the pleasantries. I know you guys told me they do like a limited time. What Fallon only got like, what, eight minutes? I've been going like five. Well, it doesn't matter. It's fine. I've seen the other guys you got here. I'm not sure if it's going to be that big of a deal. Um, Lorne, it's great to see you. How's the wife? Is she okay? Um, has your next wife graduated high school yet? <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. We go way back. I'm just trying to, you know, break the ice a little bit. Lorne's a great guy. Hey, you know, yeah, I, I, I'll keep it going. I'll keep it going. Don't worry, Lorne. Is the robot here? Is Colin Jost here? Oh, Colin, I love you. The comedy algorithm whose humor has been described by David Sedaris as incredibly mild. I've never seen such a famous and successful NPC as you, Colin Jost. You became an SNL writer straight out of college from Harvard, which means to me, definitely, that you witnessed Alan Dershowitz murder a runaway teen in Jeffrey Epstein's sex temple, while everyone in the room's toes curled to an audio tape of O.J. Simpson reading The Case Against Impeaching Donald Trump. But hey, man, it's cool. You're marrying Scarlett Johansson, man. Scar Joe, that must be nice. Way to go, man. You got every man's dream of marrying a completely smooth-brained woman with a million different conflicting political and social opinions. She's like a walking Maxim magazine, dude, preaching the Me Too movement. But if you buy it, all the money goes to Woody Allen. It's just fucking great. She's a great girl. I'm sure you guys will be very happy together, just staring at each other blankly over just grains for dinner for the rest of your fucking lives. But no, I love you. I love you. I love you. Uh, Pete Davison's here. He's cool. He's kind of like if Mac Miller couldn't rap and was too stupid to kill himself. The rest of the cast, you guys just kind of look like, like computer age projections of children that went missing like 10 years ago. Like, I'm just looking at a lot of just blank, smooth faces here. So I'm sure you guys are very funny. I'm sure your personal backgrounds are very different and great, and I'm sure that's what makes it very funny. Except Kate McKinnon. I like Kate McKinnon. Except this country is stupid enough that your Liz Warren impression may be the reason Donald Trump gets elected. So be careful with that one. Oh, yeah. Hey, maybe you guys shouldn't have him on again. Maybe think about that. Why'd you guys do that? You had him dance to Hotline Bling. You remember that? Hotline Bling. That was a good bit. I don't remember what the joke was. You just played Hotline Bing and had Donald Trump dance, made him look like a lovable guy. Just a fun-loving, lovable TV personality. Yeah, is Jimmy here? Jimmy ruffled his hair. That was pretty good. You guys ever um You guys ever admit you guys fucked up with that? Anybody ever admit that they fucked up with that? Are you guys still like self-serious that like you're part of the resistance or something? Is that what you guys are doing? You guys don't really admit that one, do you, huh? Everybody's looking at me blank. All right, that's fine. Um, moving along, starting my audition now. 
So I watched um, Jimmy Fallon's audition on YouTube, and after I got done like fucking screaming for like five minutes in pain, I realized that he started with like some impressions, right? People always say like, oh, the Jimmy Fallon uh, audition. Wow, that was so good. He just did so much. And yeah, they mentioned that he did so much. They don't really mention that he was funny because he's fucking not.